This episode is brought to you by Manscaped. Manscaped is a premier male grooming company with the star Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer, and we want to be able to share the savings with you, our awesome listeners. So you can use the promo code BLUECHIP, all one word, to get 20% off your next order. Don't let your balls down. Get the Lawnmower 3.0. Your balls will thank you. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Big Shots NFL Draft Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Renition. I'm joined, as always, by my colleague over at Blue Chip Scouting, the best co-host in the business. It's Devin Jackson. Devin, how are you today, man? Pretty good, man. Monday morning, uh, we're recording this. So, a lot, a lot of good football, uh, just in general. Um, Tons. I had to make sure the, 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 the intro went just long enough because as soon as I started talking, you started yawning. And I'm going to say that that's a bad omen. I think you just got bored of my voice there. Nah, I, I'm still <laughs> trying to wake up. But, yeah, a lot of good college football. I mean, they had good football pretty much every slot. Um, we and, were spoiled. Yeah, I mean, it, NFL, did, it was okay. I mean, the like the ending of the 1 o'clock games were pretty entertaining, but – um in the Browns Chargers game as well but other than that I mean everything was just kind of like yeah but but college football definitely lived up to expectations yeah from Friday on until the late caps on Saturday night it was thoroughly entertaining um so Devin I'm gonna ask you do you want to start with the NFL or do you want to start with college ball today I will do college first all right so we got to go all the way back to Thursday for our first game, Devin. Um, you and I picked this one actually on the Tuesday show because we could not be bothered to, to, to film, uh, sorry, to record a day earlier. It was coastal on the road at Arkansas State. We both called a coastal ass whooping, and that's exactly what we got. 52 to 20, Grace McCall, 18 to 23, 365 yards four touchdowns, but he wasn't the star of this game. That was that was Isaiah Likely. They did not have any answer for him. But then again, I mean, when, you're, when your game plan is to just not cover a player for the entire game, I'm not entirely sure what you thought the results were going to be. They It started with a 99-yard touchdown pass to a tight end, which is always a great way to get your defense going. Especially considering Isaiah Likely is not all that fast. So they just at no point decided to cover him on that play. And it only got worse. He had, was it two or three 50 plus yard touchdowns? It was two. It was two. It just felt like, yeah, it felt like he was ripping off chunk plays over and over again. He was just, he was laughing at them on his fourth one. Well, they just didn't guard him. I mean, yeah, they didn't cover him the entire game. And you know, when a tight end gets eight catches for two thirty-two and four touchdowns, it made him look like Kyle Pitts at Florida. I warned you how bad this Arkansas State defense was. You didn't believe me. Do you believe me now? I'll never watch them again. Awful. It was that bad last year, and it's even worse this year. Uh, Well, they don't have an offense to cover it up, so. Well, they didn't last year either. I don't know why they insist on making James Blackman a thing. Well, Logan Bonner left, so. Yeah, but they they still have another – quarterback that would be the one 
I don't know if they don't just make him the full time star every time they should. The game, they score. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, so they, yeah, maybe... that was that that was an ass whooping. Yeah. Um, I feel really bad for Dante Colinelli and his, his um Temple Owls because oh my goodness, they got just curb stomped by Cincy, fifty two to three. I mean, Desmond Ritter looked okay. The, the he, stats are lying with him. Like he didn't look great in the first half. Like the sec- stats half, lie with with Ritter because people go, oh, twenty two to thirty. That means he played well. No, he could. The funny thing is, he could have been even more efficient than that, you know, because yeah. he just misses passes. But there yeah. was there was a couple drops that wasn't his fault. But he he did overthrow quite a bit. Probably pretends like pretends to be shocked. Throws. Pretends half, to be shocked. He, he definitely overthrew. Um, you know, Darian Beavers, the linebacker for since he continues his strong season. Uh, my Jay got a, a tackle for loss, like. My Jay's kind of starting to get going a little bit. It's taken him a bit, but, you know, it's going to pay off eventually. He's getting pressure. It's just he's not finishing it. That's what I've noticed from the from the few Cincinnati games I've watched so far this year. His film isn't going to be as good as last year, but his traits are still there. So Yeah, he's got the traits. Um, and then, Devin, you and I were, were, were talking about this on, on Thursday's preview podcast, you know, we we were hyping up Stanford because we, we, we had a feeling after after the Oregon game that they were gonna ride this momentum or that the refs were gonna keep them no, no, they got they got pantsed by uh, Arizona State twenty eight to ten. And uh you know, this Tanner McKee kid, the 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 quarterback for them, he's now starting to get a little bit of hype. Yeah, he's he can he can make some really nice tight window throws. Uh, it it kind of reminds me a little bit of the hype of Davis Mills about the same time last year. People started talking about him, um, and that he's a tall white kid from Stanford. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's not he's not really close to being there. I mean, mm-hmm. he he shouldn't declare. He should just stay another year. Honestly, the offense is just not going to get anyone excited. To be honest, like he he has to make perfect throws for them to catch the ball. And the, I mean, they have tall receivers, but no one creates separation. Nobody. No. So that was that. That was the precursor to Saturday, and then Saturday just shit hit the fan, and everything was amazing. And because I'm looking at ESPN, we're just going to talk about the biggest game of the weekend right off the bat. We were sitting here joking around on Thursday, talking about the alternate reality, the alternate universe in which Texas A&M. Causes to sit here during this very podcast and discuss an upset win. And that actually came to fruition. What happened with Alabama's defense? It went out the window. Um, Zach Calzada actually had by far his best game against Alabama. He picked a good time to have a good game. Yeah, I'd say so. But, uh, you know, Texas a did a really good job of exploiting the problems that Alabama has, which is making their linebackers cover. Toa Toa, it, it, it hasn't quite clicked in coverage for him. And Christian Chris, Harris, despite being a former safety, has not been good in coverage. He's, he was definitely someone that was a little overhyped. Uh, I think so. In summer scouting. 
because he's one of those dudes that we talked about as a linebacker. Like he can be all over the place. He's super athletic, but his eyes are are not good. His 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 field reading abilities have just they they haven't progressed, and that's going to limit him. Like he's a good athlete, but he has he's incredibly undisciplined. At least Henry Tolotello, and I was listening to Kyle Krabs on this one last week, and he said that like linebackers that are the style of Henry Tolotello, where they're just kind of all in around the ball, you know, play like the hairs on fire. Those guys go in the top seventy-five, and, and I can't really argue with that. But Christian Harris is showing he's more of the same type of linebacker, not a lot of refinement, but just always in around the ball. Which means that we're talking about Harris as like a round two, round three guy, if we're being honest, and not the top 10 first round type player that he, that we were sold over the summer. It's probably going to test really well, but it's just you you really got to look at the film and be like, look, this this guy has a lot to work on. You know, he's like a lot of improvement that needs to be made. When, when I watch Christian Harris, and keep in mind, I get to watch every week with Texas. I'm starting to see that there's not a lot of separation with like him and DeMarvey and Overshell. They're both former converted safeties. They fly to the ball. They're rawer than sushi. Yeah, both of them don't stack and shed either. Nope. So it, it, the thing is, it's going to be harder and harder to separate linebackers the more we go on because less of them are going to be able to stack and shed. Yeah, and that's fine. But you just got to take the good with the bad. Like, we're, this is a bizarre linebacking class because it's it's very deep in terms of talent, but there's not high end talent. Like we're we're talking about maybe Devin Lloyd or Kobe Dean, maybe even Brandon Smith being linebacker one. I think if he was healthy, Terrell Bernard, who had a great game for Baylor, he came back after only a week. Yeah. Um, but back back to Alabama. Back to Alabama again. Sorry about that. Um, Jalen Weidermeyer finally showed up and, and had a really big game. In a, in a weak tight end class, we need performances like Weidermeyer and, and Isaiah Likely, with Jaleel Billingsley not really being any sort of a focal point of the Alabama offense. We're still left waiting for a tight end one. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be one, probably one of those years where the first – Tight end goes off the board like second round, mid mid to late second round. This is this is slightly better than the 2020 tight end class where I didn't have anyone above a third. Yeah, you're gonna have some guys that are in that range, but yeah, Billingsley he, he just has not really become a fruition. We probably are a year too early on him, I think. Yeah, probably a year too early because he honestly he's probably gonna come back. There's there's no way with his body of work this year. Yeah, uh, if it continues to go the way it goes, he's he's not going to declare. Should we move on to the next game? I was just going to say, uh, oh, go Smith also had a oh. big game. Um, what do you have him as? Because he's kind of a running back wide receiver hybrid. I don't know. Man. Like, I I have him kind of like I did with Demetric Felton, where he like. He lines up as, as a running back, but I feel like he's going to play more as a wide receiver at the next level. I depend. I think it depends on the offense he goes to. To be honest, I probably rank him as a receiver, but also 
keep it like probably put in the the scouting report he has an ability to be thrown in the backfield Mm -hmm. so he he could he's like that curtis samuel uh right because samuel was uh yeah curtis yeah curtis samuel played running back and then made the full transition to wide receiver we've seen it work with guys like curtis samuel tyreek hill you know players like that so it's gonna be fascinating to see what the nfl uses them as i have them as a wide receiver yeah they should use them all over the place but but yeah it was, it was a it was a good game i i did not expect texas a to pull it out in the end you know no. alabama started making a run also got to talk about jameson williams he also had a fantastic right? game and i i think has he, he has I think he he's jumped a better, john yeah. mechie i was about has to say jumped? yeah he did Yes, and this is a guy that couldn't get on the field for Ohio State. He's making the most of his opportunities, man. Yeah, man, kid's good. Now, uh, again, interesting build. You know, six two, one eighty nine. Bigs, you know, kind of just tall slot, shifty outside guy. Bit of both. Probably both. Don't limit him to one role. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. No. I mean, Alabama, the offense really picked it up late, but it, it ended up just being too late, man. Pretty much. Did you see the, the, the video of the kicker from Texas A&M, his mom watching live? Yeah. Now, how can you not love college football? Yeah. Could not like, be me. Like Aaron Rodgers said, how can you not be rom- romantic about football? I exactly. mean, it's it's insane every week. All right, uh, this game was about what we expected it to be, Devin. We had number two Georgia beating Auburn 34-10. to 10. The leading receiver in this game was a guy named Lad McConkey, which does not sound like a real person, but uh, catching balls from Stetson Bennett. So Georgia in those names, man. It was a, probably a, the worst ranked game all, all year, <laughs> to be honest. Like even it was worse. It was even worse in Georgia and Auburn. So, to be honest, Georgia's just <laughs> excuse me. Georgia's just dominant this year, man. They don't have to do much on offense. Score a couple times, it's over. <laughs> they, if they score thirteen points, it's done. That defense does not allow points. They've allowed like one touchdown all on defense all year. And and they play what multiple ranked teams now. Yeah, they faced ranked Arkansas, ranked um, Auburn, and ranked Clemson. Scary. It's going to get interesting, though, back half. I mean, well, next week, because they play Kentucky, then they play Florida in a couple weeks. So yeah. they're they're going to get their challenges, but I don't know, man. That defense, is, that defense is honestly terrifying, because, like, Jordan Davis might be a first-round player at this point. I know I mean, he's... He just I mean, screams he, Vegas, so... He does. He really does. I kept wanting Christian Barmore to go to Vegas last year. I think that this is going to be a Jordan Davis type thing. But like, well, they well Vegas does love their SEC players, so they do. Uh, but like Jordan Davis, you can't run at him ever. And then on on the out you know, in terms of pass rushers, you have to stop Nolan Smith and uh, Adam, Adam Anderson. Anderson. Then at linebacker, you've also got Nicobe Dean. Then in the secondary, you've got Darian uh, Kendrick, Lewis Seen. Seems stacked. This yeah, is the scariest defense I, I can remember in college football. And Tyke Smith has even gotten going really. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you got so many dudes on there, so. it. So 
they are they are absolutely loaded. Absolutely loaded. This smells like a national championship team. If if they can get their quarterback situation right. Yeah. Uh Devin, this was a game that you and I both had a lot of interest in because we picked against each other in this one. It was uh Iowa and Penn State. And I was scared. I was scared for most of this game that Iowa was was gonna lose at home in the biggest game that they've had in that stadium in like four years. But they came back. And yes, I understand Sean Clifford get, got hurt and the backup was offensive to all five senses but i mean kudos to iowa i i got really annoyed with people bitching and moaning about the fans storming the field after this one it's the biggest game played in that stadium in like five years it was number three versus number four what are they supposed to do just like golf clap and then leave yeah i mean i don't really care about that there there are just a couple of takeaways from this game Penn State did not have their backup ready to play at all. Nope. Um, and and what just confused me is that they threw him in the game, and on his second play, they, they tried throwing the ball with him. Like, no. he, he, he's more of a running type of quarterback. Like, get him a couple runs, get him settled into the game. And they they didn't do that, and, and that really just shook him the rest of the game. Uh, and, so, and, and four picks from, from Iowa doesn't do anyone any favors. Yeah, I mean, it, the turnovers were, were definitely caught up to Penn State eventually. I mean, they went out 17-3 uh, to three before Clifford went, got hurt. So, I mean, they, they had a chance to really put the game away. Um, but also, the fans, man, they, they caused a lot of false starts, but they were also – I kind of have a problem with what they were doing. So, like, Penn State was having legit injuries – like Mm -hmm. yeah no this wasn't cool yeah and they were just booing them every time like brisker's shoulder was like it's on his shoulders are are done but he keeps playing i don't know how he's playing through shoulder injuries but he he might be their best prospect i i I said that in our group chat today Juan brisker might be their best prospect 100 percent um but he kept getting hurt and they were booing like they booed every single injury it was like i get sometimes it's like you know, the tempo, whatever, but dudes but were like down Iowa. for like, five. Iowa's not high tempo. So. That's what I'm saying. They were doing down for like five minutes and they're booing the entire time. Like, come on now. That's just, that's not cool. Yeah. That's the only thing that, that kind of made me upset about the game. It's like, there's a difference between like booing because you think it's tempo and then booing just to boo them. Yeah. And it's just like the dichotomy of them waving the kids, but yet you're booing every single player that's hurt, you know, but. But Iowa's defense, they they were probably the best, the second best in the country behind Georgia. I mean, yeah. the, the secondary is is crazy, but Riley Moss going down with an injury. Uh, Celebrating that, an interception. Yeah, that was bad. That was sad to see. Yeah. Is there any word on what that was? It Was it Achilles? Was I think it was a knee? a knee. I think it was a knee. But they didn't say the severity, but yeah. he's that was... be out for a little bit. It's not like he, like, Bill Grammatic did it, where he was, like, jumping up and down. He literally was just, like, running. Yep. So I don't know. I was legit. They're now second in the country. I think Georgia's number one now. Um, but no, that was that was a fantastic game. Iowa, a true Big Ten game. Oh yeah, that was the epitome of a Big Ten game. Bad quarterback play. We expect nothing less from Penn State and Iowa. 
every week I pick against Oklahoma. And I was so... Okay, can I just wax poetic for a second, Devin, on this game? Go for it. Okay, so Saturday... I was a little. I was at Red and Samaritans when the when the noon games kicked off, and you know I, I had the game up to record. Had my lunch, went downstairs, threw it on the big screen, and Saturday was a busy day for me because I went. All right, well I'm going to watch the game, and then I'm going to record Iowa versus uh, Penn State. Have like another game on in the background and do some homework. And when Texas was up thirty eight to twenty at halftime. I just assumed like this game was going to get out of hand. They hadn't shown any any potential of stopping Texas. If it got it any further out of hand, Devin, I was just going to start my homework. And surely, halftime, Texas just threw in the towel. Figured they had done enough. Forgot that Caleb Williams was going to be coming in because Spencer Rattler got benched. Which again, more reason for me to think that Texas was going to roll in this game. But they just completely forgot how to play defense in the second half. Completely forgot. It was, it was, I don't, there aren't even words, man. Texas gonna Texas. Texas gonna Texas. Why did I show faith in Texas, Devin? It was a big time game. Why did I show any faith in them? Listen, the thing about this this uh, rivalry is that it never is a blowout. This is hardly ever a blowout. It's just the way it plays out, you know. But I tell you what, man, um, we can stop talking about Spencer Rattler at this point because he's, he's probably done at Oklahoma. Uh, Dane Brugler. Dane Brugler was saying that, like, he, you know, Spencer Rattler, the NFL should be the furthest thing from his mind right now. And and Dane's in the know. I don't know, man. We are we are talking about this on on Saturday night. Like, where could he transfer? And the the easy connection I made was was Arizona, because his former coordinator is now the head coach there, or one of his former position coaches. I think the former quarterbacks coach is now the head coach at, at Arizona, and he's from Phoenix. But can you imagine going from one of the top quarterback prospects in the nation coming out of high school or recruits in the nation coming out of high school, being QB1, going into the season as QB1 for the draft, and then you transfer to Arizona? I don't think his ego could take that. I don't think his ego could take it, and he can't take losing because they're they're not going to be a good football team. No, no. uh, Man. Like he oh. played well the previous six quarters, like yeah. The but second he... half against West Virginia, and then the full game against Kansas State. But Texas put him in a bind. The thing is, like their offensive line is not built. For it's the... so bad. Well, that and it's not built for his play style. Like no, he just cannot do what he wants to do behind that offensive line. Caleb Williams, on the other hand, can do whatever whatever he wants, whenever. So, you know, my tweet was like, it felt like we were watching Jalen Hurts at Oklahoma with Spencer Rattler and we're watching Kyler Murray and Caleb Williams because it just the way that they operate the offenses felt like that. Someone also brought up Trevor Knight, but I really don't remember. 
I don't remember Trevor Knight in Oklahoma at all. I, I really don't remember that era. But <laughs> I remember just, him at AM. Yeah, it, it just felt like, you know, it was pretty much Rattler just trying to do too much. Like Caleb, the thing about Caleb Williams was that he was taking what was in front of him. Like he he made some splash plays, but he did take what was in front of him, or he ran the football, you know, yeah. instead of just forcing it and forcing it. And that's the only thing about Rattler is he presses so much that he's going to make mistakes. It's just the way he plays. Yeah, he can't he can't take the check down. He just can't, which is his detriment. But Oklahoma's defense, Nick Benito, uh, period. They stepped Winfrey, up the second half, man. Yeah, they got some serious pressure on Casey Thompson. For whatever reason, Texas stopped running the ball with Bijan. <clears throat> More of pitiful. So and that def- and Texas's defense just got tired and that yeah. walk off touchdown, man. They just yeah. Was, you can tell that, that th- there was just a lot of quit in that team late. All the credit to Oklahoma for being a mentally tough team and not giving up because it it could have gotten real ugly. The thing is, like they. They're just built like they can't get blown out, and it's just yeah. it's just crazy to me, like how they can continuously every year not be blown out. It it just doesn't make sense. By the way, Texas gets uh, Oklahoma State next week too. So it's a nice consolation prize. <laughs> That's a pretty decent Oklahoma State team, but they know they come to play because I mean, if they don't, they're looking at another loss in conference and probably eliminate it from the Big Twelve race. Oh, yeah. Well, they're, yeah. All right. Let's move on. We can breeze through this next one. Maryland just just got steamrolled by Ohio State, 66-17. C.J. Stroud had a great game, 406 and five touchdowns. Chris Olave had two touchdowns. I think we're at the point now, Devin, with the wide receiver race for the draft, that it's just any combination of Olave, Wilson, and Burks That's as your top three. Yeah, I mean, those are the clear – Top three. I mean, I feel like there's going to be some other names that maybe get thrown in front of Alave because people don't really care too much for even his I've moved Chris Alave up my board, Devin, and I'm known as the Alave hater. True, but there is other people that don't like his play style, or you know, kind of some of the I, I won't I won't say lack of trace, but you know, kind of lack of top end speed that yeah. Wilson or, or Birch may have, but he's definitely a solidified top three, top four receiver in my opinion. And Maryland, um, it's just done. They're done. It takes that one Friday night loss. They quit every time there's a Friday night loss. Yeah. Um, Wasn't honestly, it Ohio State that blasted? Was it? No, it was Penn State that blasted them a couple years ago and then they quit. Yeah. Similar situation here. Yeah. Yeah, let's move on. Um, Michigan are frauds, thirty-two to twenty-nine over Nebraska. <sighs> the national media is just going to run with this game. That's all I'm okay. going to say about Nebraska. Why? Why do we keep letting Nebraska think that they're a good team? Because they have Michigan on the ropes. <laughs> I know. Sadly. I was terrified of that, Devin. See, I sent in a group chat. I'm like, let's watch for this number. I was being half serious. Then I stopped watching the game because it was like, I don't know. Michigan went up by a couple of scores. I'm like, okay, yeah, whatever. This game is done. I turn it back. It's 29 to 29. I'm like, what happened? (laughs) 
why is this game close? Listen, Nebraska may be may be close to being a competitive team. They might be, but Adrian Martinez, man, every time he just makes the most crucial turnover every single time, man. Yeah. It just never fails. Never fails. And, and you know what? The 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 up. You know, we almost had an upset in that one. We did have an upset in a top ten game. We had two this week. Because we had BYU losing at home to Boise. This was the game I had on for background noise while I was doing homework. Um, I, I don't know what to say, man. I have this was your conference. You you tell me what happened. Boise State's defense really, really put the lockdown. The on offense BYU. actually did stuff in the second half. I was surprised because it was I, ten. It was ten to three Boise. Sorry, ten to three BYU at the end of the first, and it was 20-10 to 10 Boise at halftime. That second quarter, Boise was just like, all right, cool, let's go. They got two turnovers uh, that put them in, in plus field. It was or, an Algier fumble, and then was it a Jaron Hall fumble? It was a kickoff return fumble. Oh, that so it was wasn't, yeah. It wasn't Algier. And then the no, other Algier one, had a fumble. I do yeah, remember oh, an yeah, Algier fumble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, the ball got punched out from behind, and then it, yeah, it was the ensuing the kickoff. kickoff. Yeah. So it was like so back it, back. It, it put BYU behind the eight ball, and they're just not accustomed to playing from behind. And it's a well, shame because like, by, they weren't they didn't trail into this game. Yeah, and the thing is, is that like BYU, they really need like head coach Kalani Satake needed that that statement win against. I know B- Boise has not had a great season this year, but against a program like Boise, if they like if they had them on the ropes and finished them off. Like we would see Sataki being linked with bigger jobs. Yeah, I mean, it was just it was even more tough because it's like Jaron Hall actually played the last couple of games they played. He didn't play. You know, yeah. they had to use their second and third string quarterbacks to win games. Um, and it does it doesn't get any easier for them because it's Baylor next week for them? Well, it, it's just interesting to me because Boise State's had a hard time defending the run. All season long, but they they pretty they kept Algier pretty um, pre locked in in terms of not breaking out and in big runs. So they they did a really good job being physical. Uh, Khalil uh, Shakir made another uh, impressive catch once again. Um, but yeah, that their offense did enough to win the game, and for whatever reason, BYU can cash in on their opportunities, especially when you get in the red zone late in the fourth quarter. So. That kind of takes them out of contention for for New Year's Six, doesn't it? Uh, it definitely does. Yeah, unfortunately. Uh, Devin, you were definitely wrong on this next one. Michigan State throttled Rutgers, thirty-one to thirteen. Kenneth Walker, two hundred thirty-two yards on the ground. Jalen Naylor, two hundred twenty-one yards through the air with three touchdowns. They got legit prospects offensively, uh, which they're, they're we haven't been able to say that with with Michigan State in almost a decade. Yeah, I mean, they've had quote-unquote guys, but they just have not turned out the way that we thought they were going to turn out. Even Peyton Thorne looks like he's going to be okay. Yeah, I mean, uh, Corey Kennan definitely has some intrigue on him. Um, honestly, you're just grasping for straws at this point. And this we really class, are. So. Uh, less said about this game, the, the better? Yeah. Okay, who had Arkansas and Ole Miss turning into the most fun game this week? Because it wasn't me. I thought it was going to be high scoring. 
I didn't think it was going to be this high score. 52 to 51 for Ole Miss at home. KJ Jefferson put up 325 through the air. Um, and Traylon Burke, seven catches from 136 and a touchdown. Matt Corral had a great game as well. These two teams were just airing it out. They combined for 103 points, and I want to say it was like over 1,000 yards. Yeah, it was, it was, it was crazy because you were flipping between this game, the Oklahoma – Texas game, and they're both. They were happening at the, at the same time. time. Yeah, they were popping off at the same time. That, so. <laughs> this was a great weekend to have a multiple uh, screen setup. Yeah, but game was crazy. Um, no defense being played. I, I'm not surprised. I feel like the Pandora box has been open on Ole Miss's defense again. So they're just going to give up like 40 points a game now. Um, Pretty much. I mean, they're going to win every game in the shootout, it seems like, at this point. So, but yeah, Corral is still looking good. Um, he's pacing himself to be a top three quarterback in this class. So, I mean, it's it's getting to that point where it's him, Willis, Strong, Howell maybe in the mix still. But it, he's definitely solidified himself at the top of this quarterback class. It's one of those top few spots. Definitely. Devin, you and I came so close to calling this one. We came so close. Notre Dame escapes like the slippery bastards. They are 32 to 29 over Virginia Tech on the road. <sighs> you know what I was thinking about? This Notre Dame team reminds me a lot of that 2014 Florida State team. 2015 Florida or 2015. State team. Like they will win all these close games that they should have had no business winning. And then when they get, it got into – they're not going to get into the playoff. Um, nor they See, that's the thing. That, that, that's what I think is is the case with Oklahoma this year. Yeah. But they, they remind me so much of that because they're going to keep it close. You know, keep it, you know, within a score, win by a field goal, all these field goal wins. And then when they get to the uh, like the New Year's Six Bowl game, they're going to get blown out. Yeah, um, man. So I wanted a a, a, a a hokey upset so badly, but just didn't 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 wasn't meant to be. Devin, should we just skip the next game, or do you want to just talk about the score and move on? Because it's Kentucky LSU. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I called it being bad. And that's exactly what we got. Okay, I, I want to get the LSU fans' perspective on this game because I have seen a lot about like Fire Ogeron. Or where are you at at on this? He's going to get fired the next month. Really? That, that's my feeling because they play Ole Miss, Florida, Alabama back to back to back. Oh. They're not winning none of those oh. games. Oh. Yeah, that <laughs> would put them. That would put them at three and six. They still got to play Arkansas this year, and they got to play Texas A and M. So, are they going to make a bowl game? I wait, wait, wait! So. Hang on, hang on. Is there is that the remaining schedule? Is there like an easy game in there There's somewhere? One. There's only one left: UL Monroe. <laughs> you, they could legitimately go four and eight. Exactly. Two years removed from a national title. That's what I'm saying. They. That's why I tweeted. I don't see this team making a bowl game. You're telling me they're going to beat one of those three teams? I think that best case scenario, they're five and seven. Even best case is still not that, bowl eligible. That is laughable. That's not bowl eligible. That's laughable, that, at, at dude. A, at LSU, eight and five is fire. Or eight and four is fireable. Y- you're right. Now. 
we can talk about this if and when it happens, but there are there there's going to be some coaches that you guys can look at. There's maybe even one in the state of Louisiana already. Billy Napier. Yeah. See, I don't know, man. Or or Jamie Chadwell. I don't think they're going to make those type of moves. <laughs> no, they're not going to go to the Sun Belt. The I'm, thing I, is, I, I'm being a smartass. This could thing, be, you know what? James Franklin. The thing is with LSU is that, like every other SEC team, they're going to hire from somebody from within I the got conference. It. I got it. Tom Allen. Not going to happen. Oh, I, I can he's an you, SEC recruiting genius down there. See, he is, but he does not. He just doesn't have the big wins on his resume that they're going to make. I know, I know, to, to take him. You know, like I, I, I might, I might make an article about this if and when it happens. Of like, well, well USC has to get their guy first because I think. Those are it's going to be they're going to be fighting for the same pool in my opinion. I think USC so. And LSU. So it's really going to depend yeah. on which situation they think is better. I mean, LSU gets the better recruits. USC just has the the quote unquote uh, somewhat of a bigger brand, and they play in a weaker conference. So yeah, for sure. All right, I think we've. I think you would prefer we just move on from LSU. Yeah, there's no nothing to talk about from that game. Uh, Wake Forest versus Syracuse was a fun finish as well. Uh, Trevor Sikama of Pro Football Focus, that's never not going to be weird for me to say, uh, tweeting out that Sam Hartman is the better Sam in the state of North Carolina. Bit controversial, but I mean, based on this season. Oh, he was, I know, I know for a fact he was kidding. I, 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 I actually talked with Trevor about that afterwards, but man, 19 to 32, three touchdowns. This Wake Forest team is. They're a fun watch every week, man. You just worry how much, how can they sustain it? Because it just feels like they are oh, just going oh, to dude. let you we, down. We went, we went over their schedule on Thursday or on the Friday show. Yeah. It, it's tough. It's backloaded. Uh, Florida, they just curb stomped Vandy 42 to, to nothing. We, I don't there think is, anyone watched any of this game. No, nobody watched this game. The group chat was silent for this game. That's how we it, knew it's Vandy. no one cared. It's Vandy. SMU barely escaped Navy. I did not see this one coming. Yeah. Uh, man. I thought this one was going to be a pushover. Yeah, they're not. I mean, it was another tight game. I mean, that, that was the thing outside a few games. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean SMU. I mean they're they're doing just enough to win. I mean, I don't think they play. Maybe they do play Cincinnati. Yeah, they do late later in the season, like late November. So if SMU can run the table, you could have um, you could have a big big time game. Uh, but Houston has been kind of a surprise in that conference too. Um, but I don't know how much they fly up the up the rankings, if any. But yeah, I mean. Cincinnati SMU was turned out to be just like that game in 2019 uh, where there were no good games on uh, that week. And that was the game of the week. So, uh, and then to, 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 to no, no, that, that was SMU Memphis, my bad. SMU Memphis. And then um, 
the rank games finished off with an absolute dud because we had San Diego State beating New Mexico 31 to 7. There you go. I led with San Diego State this time instead of with New Mexico to appease you. Did you New watch Mexico's this game? Bad. Did you I, watch I, this game? I actually went back and watched it last night. <laughs> uh, New Mexico is well, actually screwed. <laughs> Because Terry Wilson got hurt late in the game, and oh, no. he hasn't—he hasn't been great. But he got like an elbow injury or something. Oh, no. He had it wrapped up during the game, um, so their chances of being competitive went down significantly. Lovely. Well, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about the NFL. We want to thank our friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar on the planet for whatever your needs are. With nine amazing flavors to choose from, all of which covered in 100% chocolate. Oh, by the way, guys, they have several monthly special offer bars as well, all of which have up to 19 grams of protein with only four grams of added sugar and four grams of net carbs. Built Bar has whatever you're looking for, whether you're looking for a delicious snack, a pre- or post-workout bar, or need to keep up with your macros, Built Bar is a top-of-the-first-round protein bar. See what I did there? Draft puns. Head on over to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code BIGSHOTS for 10% off your next order. That's BIGSHOTS, all one word, 10% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. If you want to show your favorite podcast some love, may I suggest heading over to bluechipscouting.com and clicking on the merchandise tab and checking out the catalog we have of shirts, sweaters, stickers, and other awesome gear. We have regular bluechipscouting.com apparel as well as special collections. There is the Cam Newton No Matter What Jared Feinberg collection, the Guards Don't Matter Tyler Fornis collection, the Hollywood Dante Colinelli line, and also the Mon Pond. If you want to be ahead of the curve on Kellen Mond with the Minnesota Vikings, go on over to bluechipscouting.com, click the merchandise tab, and help give back to the podcast. We appreciate it. All right, guys, welcome back. We are back to talk about the NFL. Let's start with the Thursday night game. It actually mattered this week, man. Uh, the Rams came back on the road against uh, the Seahawks. Stafford played well. Russell Wilson got hurt. Have fun, Seattle. He's looking like he's going to be out about four to six weeks. Yeah, both quarterbacks actually got hurt in this game. Yeah, Stafford got hurt. He he messed up his finger, if I remember. Yeah, they, for whatever reason, that's, it was a little weird. But he both had finger injuries. But Russell Wilson's throwing middle finger was uh was pretty pretty messed up yeah it was like literally sideways um and and this is like the second time that Aaron Donald has hurt somebody's finger he hurt Drew Brees' thumb or something like that uh in 20 when that last year 2019 it was a couple years ago yeah um but yeah that that was ugly and then Gino came in and I mean he looked pretty good I know the interception kind of sealed the game, but Tyler Lockett, for whatever reason, decided to flop across the field. I mean, just run the route, man. Just run the route. Like, there was no <laughs> just reason. Just the way you said that. The way you said that, you decided to flop across the field. Like, he had no reason to do that. He just let a free interception happen because he stopped running. And he tried to get a flag in the middle of the field. Like, come on, man. Just run. Just run and go get the ball. I don't know if it would have been a catch anyway, but. It would have been nice to see someone in that area instead of making it look like Geno just airmailed it. But their defense is just not good, man. 
Seattle's defense is just bad. I I don't know what to say, man. I, I genuinely don't know what to say. But yeah, they they have uh, their chances of winning the division have gone down significantly. Arizona's still undefeated. They had chances at winning. They had a chance to make it interesting. <laughs> That's more like it. But uh, I don't even know if they make a wild card this year. They may not. Then we had the London game. We had the Jets and the Falcons and the poor people of London, England having to be subject- subjected to these two teams, man. Don't think I'd like the Dolphins and somebody in a couple weeks. I want to say it's the Dolphins and Jags. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it could get worse. But I don't really have many takeaways from this game. Kyle Pitts finally got his breakout game, so that's good. About um, damn time. Took him what five weeks but Cordell Patterson continues to play well um he's been a revelation and then Jets offensively stink man that is that is that is a true statement man it's they just stink Bryce Hall's playing well though I will say that 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 well it's good they have one guy that plays well for them that is that is a uh, that'd be great as a 2020 draft brand guy so but other than that, I I have nothing for the Jets. Nothing. Yeah. This game sucked. <laughs> Not e- you know what? They couldn't even be, be good and just like hit the under. Nope. <sighs> Outlaw kickers after this next game, Devin, because the Packers and Bengals. Good that, God. That was a disaster. Okay, I turned this on with it tied with like four minutes left. And Mason Crosby missed the game-winning field goal. And then, actually, hang on. It, it's here somewhere. I'm just, I'm just going to read it off. I've bookmarked this tweet because I, can't, I still can't believe that this is real and that I actually witnessed this. <clears throat> so, we had... Um, I don't even know the order in this one. Jesus. Yeah, so we had a missed field goal by the Packers, then a missed field goal by the Bengals. Then a missed field goal by the Packers again that could have won the game right before overtime to send it into overtime. Then um, first play of overtime, Joe Burrow throws an interception. Uh, Then the Packers went three plays, lost five yards, and Mason Crosby missed a third field goal. Keep in mind, this is all in the last from the last four minutes of regulation. So he missed a fourth field goal. Then this this was this was the best part of it, Devin. So after that missed field goal, the Bengals drive down the field, go to kick another field goal. They miss the field goal, shocker, but it hit the flag, and the Bengals started celebrating early. The look on Evan McPherson's face when they told him he hadn't won the game was that is up there with any Eli Manning face ever. And then the Packers drove down the field and on third down, or fourth and one, sorry, decided to kick another field goal at good grief, Devin. I've seen two homeless guys fighting over a half-eaten sandwich, and that was the saddest thing I've ever seen in my life, all right? Until Sunday, because watching these teams just continuously miss field goals, I thought I was going to see a tie. They definitely got close to that. I mean, analytics were screaming had to be screaming 
after all those missed field goals. I mean, outlaw kickers. To me, I would have took after both teams missed or missed uh, field goals. I would have been like, look, I'm just going to go for the touchdown. There's, it just doesn't make sense for me to keep kicking field goals. But they were adamant. Both both coaches were like, we're just going to kick field goals, and they're supposed to be these, you know. Uh, new age coaches that do things differently, that run these fun offenses, et cetera, et cetera. But yet here we are trying to win games, kicking field goals. I, and I made, failing miserably at it. I made a tweet. So uh, I think it was Texas, Oklahoma last year where like I said, just play to win the game, like go down and score a touchdown. Just don't even let it get to a field goal because things like that happen, but whatever. I, I really don't know what else to say about Dev, this Devin. That was that that game was completely shambolic. It was terrible. Speaking of field goals, I feel so bad for Dan Campbell because this is now twice in the season where they've lost on a long field goal with no time left. I don't know what else they can do. I mean, you score with thirty-seven seconds left and get the two-point conversion, like you think the game is over. But the Lions, man, they they just have the worst luck. Just never it, I feel so bad for him. I really do. Yeah, I mean, it's hard not to. I mean, they're trying to win. It's not like they're trying to lose and tank. They're actually trying to win football games. And they've had multiple leads that they just blown. So. Like I said, man, I just feel, I feel so bad for him. One I mean, of these, I hope this team is able to figure it out under Dan Campbell because his players are fighting for him every single week, and it's just not paying off right now. They just have to keep drafting well, man, and developing. It's a good thing they got a good GM there. Definitely. Yeah, so the, the Vikings won that one 19-17. Uh, the Broncos just laid a complete egg against the Steelers, 27-19. Uh, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, Steelers looked like they were going to be good again. I mean, Najee Harris had a big day. Uh, ben actually looked pretty decent. He had time to throw the football, and they made plays downfield. The Broncos, on the other hand, just couldn't get anything going until, like, what, the end of the third, fourth quarter? And then they tried right. to come back late. But I think the lack of explosive talent at receivers catching up to – um, the Broncos now, they don't have Judy. They don't have KJ Hamler. So they're re- relying on like Tim Patrick. Cortland Sutton is still playing fantastic, but the rest of them, Noah Font. They need the getting... rest of the team to, to, to join them. Yeah, Noah Font didn't play particularly well. Uh, Javante Williams had a decent game. So other than that, it, it was just tough sledding. Moving on to the next game, Devin, I'm pretty sure the Dolphins can just pack it in for the year. Uh, it's over. Remember when people thought uh, they were going to be a playoff team? No comment. Yeah. Look, but it's it's just not it's not good for them right now. Although, although I would prefer if they just kept losing because um, Eagles have their pick. They're not going to lose the entire season, I don't think. But they're no. definitely they're definitely I think probably outside looking in on the playoff. They have to really turn around the next couple parts of the season. They may, may get to a back next week. Uh, Brissett got shaken up a little bit, but he actually played decent in the first half, but their defense got torched. 
by Tampa. I know it's Tampa, but I mean, you pay all this money for the secondary, and they they just can't guard anybody. So it, it was just bad all around for them. Uh, speaking of the Eagles, they came from behind to beat the Panthers twenty-one to eighteen. Um, the offense still looked terrible. Um, but I mean, the defense both woke up. <laughs> both yeah, the, the, the defense woke up. So there's that. Like, I, I don't know what to say, Devin. It was a game. There's going to be false hope in Philly. There shouldn't be. Yeah, Carolina's I mean, not as good as we thought they were. Yeah, the thing is, like, they haven't fixed their offensive line. And I, I keep harping on that. Like, they're trading for corners. Great. You know, they're getting all this. Their offensive line is still terrible. They haven't done anything to upgrade it. Nope. And, like, you have, you're throwing rookies out there now, and it's just, it's just a, a mess right now, offensive line-wise. Don't have McCaffrey, um, even though he did practice this week. You, you really don't have anything to hide your deficiencies. And Sam Darnold didn't look particularly good yesterday. I mean, neither quarterback did uh, throwing the football. I mean, Hurts looked good running it, but it was just not it was just not a good game offensively for either team. But Eagles found a way to win the end. Panthers really didn't do anything in the second half. Got to give credit to the Eagles defense, but it was Yay. an ugly game. <laughs> I, I I just don't want this team to be like oh well we've 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 won two out of our first five, and like the like a wild card spot is right there for the take stop stop you haven't re- had a proper rebuild in over two decades it's time just relax like win six or seven games go for it don't try to fool yourself into thinking that you're a ten win team or a nine win team. I don't know. That that schedule is mighty tough. They still got to play Washington twice. They got to play uh, the Cowboys Giants again. Twice. Giants twice. But we don't know. We'll talk about that. We'll talk game. about the Giants in a minute. Yeah, but still got to face the Bucks. Still got to face the Saints. Good luck. Actually, I think the Bucks are next week. Oh. Yeah. Um. The Jags continue continue to be the saddest existence, Devin. Uh, Thirty-seven to nineteen loss to the Titans. The sad thing is that like James Robinson rushes for one hundred and forty-nine yards. Trevor Lawrence has his best game as a pro, and they still lose by three scores. At some point, I mean, I'm we're just waiting for the news at this point. Of what Urban was Meyer. the quote? What was the Urban Meyer quote? What was okay? So I I, I heard the quote, but I, I wasn't sure what it was in reference to. The uh, about about a fourth and one on the goal line, and he doesn't micromanage who's out there. I I don't know. I I didn't hear the question, so I'm not really sure of the context. Yeah, but uh, question for you, Devin. You and I both played football. You played football at a higher level than I did. He definitely, yeah, doesn't the coach have say in it? Yeah, the coach, the head coach, should have say in who's out there. And it's like, then he was like, I don't feel comfortable with Trevor Lawrence doing QB sneaks. And then Lawrence was like, I'm fine doing it. Like, what? Dude was so close to being fired. I mean, at this point, it's just a waiting game. I don't know how long they want to continue this this experiment, but it, it's definitely on the hinges of getting really ugly. Like, team, 
the team may just quit at halftime. Literally. It, it, they are, they are, you know what? Hang on. There's a, there's a stat. There's a stat, Devin. Chad Khan has owned the Jaguars for now 10 years. They are 39 and 110 under his guidance. It, it might need a wholesale change. 10 of those wins came in one year. Wholesale change, man. Just clear out everybody. Everybody in that front office. Because to me, They like, just did that. Do it again. <laughs> it's almost I, like hiring the, the, the brain trust of Trent Balky and Urban Meyer was a bad idea, which anyone could have told you that back in February. Why Urban took the job is still beyond me. Why they offered Urban the job? Well, I know why they offered No, I know why Urban took the job. Urban took the job because they made him the second highest paid coach in the NFL. Which doesn't make sense. Hasn't but why they anything. offered him that, I don't know. Ever since he got there, it's been one sideshow after another. Bring in Tebow after nearly a decade off. That one Tebow coach. play tight end. That one racist coach. You know, Urban and, and his crap you know everything he's decided to do not just what happened after Cincy but like everything everything that can go wrong for this franchise has there's just media coverage around how bad they suck now it's become literally a top storyline like it's just everyone's talking about it and there's really no hiding from it oh can we just move on to the next game because I'm very excited about this next piece of news go for it Mac Jones was outplayed by Davis Mills. That he was. He was outplayed by Davis Mills, Devin. Don't don't That's... let don't let Patriots fans tell you that though, because they still won the game. Apparently, oh, that, apparently wins. that means QB wins. Yeah, apparently I'm that sorry. means you didn't get outplayed. But no, 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 no. See, see, th- Devin, this was the best week of Mac Jones's season so far, and I'll tell you why because. He actually decided that he could move the ball beyond the line of scrimmage when he throws it. He had his deepest average air yards. He was 25th in the league this week. He averaged like six yards a pass. Oh, it's not four anymore? Yeah. Ooh, congratulations. Congratulations, McCorkle. Whatever. Listen, I mean, cool you beat a Houston team that is not good. I mean, you had to come back and win. You were down by multiple scores. I don't know what you can take from that, confidence-wise. Like, I guess a win is a win in NFL, but, I mean, come on now. Uh, another note, Devin, I'm done with this Raiders team. They are being the Raiders. They are being the Raiders. I mean, you lose – listen – Justin Fields started. He looked decent. Play calling was bad, as usual. From I was going to say, shocker. From Nagy or whoever was calling the plays, because they were calling quarterback sweeps on third and three, third and four. Like, you can't come up with something better than that. But somehow the Raiders were even worse. You know they can't. You know they can't come up with something better than that, Devin. It's It's the Bears. But somehow the Raiders were worse. Truly. I don't know how they did it, but they they really stunk it up. <laughs> I got nothing. 
I got absolutely nothing, Devin. Well, we can stop talking about Derek Carr's and MVP candidate. We can stop talking about the Raiders. They're not yep. going to win a division. They, they're probably not going to get a wild card spot. Uh-huh. Um, the Chiefs, we'll talk about them in a little bit. But Can we talk about the Chargers? This is a perfect segue. Justin did we, Herbert. Did we, skip, did we skip the 1 o'clock games already? No, we're, we're done the 1 o'clock games already. I don't think we discussed my Saints. I did. Yes, sorry. I did skip the Saints. My bad. Let's talk about the Saints. Nah, I fine. picked it's... Washington and I feel dumb. So go ahead and tell me how dumb I am. Uh, you're really not that dumb. I mean, <laughs> the their offense has been hit or miss. I mean, Jameis almost had a, a full Jameis experience at in Tampa in the first quarter. He had a fumble and a pick, but he turned it around. Uh, threw like a 72-yard touchdown. Um, and he just looked a lot better. I mean, they were just airing the ball out, which was surprising. Kamara looked good offensively. Defensively, Marshawn Lattimore shut down Terry McLaurin. I mean, he he had him had his number all game long. I know Terry still put up a little bit of stats, but Marshawn played some fa- fantastic defense all game. Um, Taylor Heineke, the, I think that experiment is probably done in Washington once Ryan Fitz- Fitzpatrick gets healthy. He's just – he can do enough to keep you in a game, but he just can't win you uh, a game against uh, a top-end opponent. So I think Heineke has had his run, but I think we, we're probably nearing the end of his kind of reign in Washington once Fitzpatrick gets healthy. So, Yeah, my apologies. I did not mean to skip over the Saints. Um, no, 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 you're good. You're good. All right. Let, let's talk about the charges of the Browns. This game was fun. 89 combined points, 47 to 42 for the Chargers. Justin Herbert, 398 and four touchdowns. Mike Williams, eight catches, 165 and two. Um, Seems like every time he caught the ball, it was going for like 30 yards. Nick Chubb, 160 on the ground. Like these defenses did not show up whatsoever. Made for an extremely fun game. Definitely old oh, yeah. Arkansas vibes for sure. Definitely. It was, it was whoever had the ball last one. It was funny, actually. The end of the game was was pretty hilarious. So, Chargers get the ball back. They're up 42-41. I think it's after the two-minute warning. So, Eckler is about to score. He slides at the two-yard line to waste time. And then they dragged him into the end zone next play. Yeah, the Browns pushed him into the end zone, literally. Like, John Johnson got behind him and was like, just go score. So, (laughs) I, I will say it was smart on the Browns' end. You might as well just let them score if since they're that close instead of losing by a field goal or something. But yeah, I mean, it it was a fun game all around. <sighs> Browns, I don't know, man. I don't I don't know. I think they'll still I don't be know fine. The, the, their the, losses are to the Chiefs and the Chargers, man. Yeah, but you, you gotta you gotta win those games to kind of take that next step at this point. Like I know Dude, they're probably look at the rest of the division they're in. Baltimore is going to be tough. Um, they they still got to beat Baltimore twice. Uh, you still got to play the Steelers, um, the Bengals. They're much improved, so you, you got to get those wins when you can get them. I mean, they've had chances in both games to win the game. I mean, they've held their own destiny in both games, but Baker just has not come up with a late score to win either of those games, unfortunately. So pretends to be shocked. 
which which is making it difficult. He's in the contract year, so it's yeah. going to be interesting to see what happens. Um, don't look now. The Cardinals are five and zero. They beat the 49ers 17 to ten. It's an ugly game, but they it they really was. Done. They got it done. Um, for whatever reason, Shanahan just kept going for him fourth down. Literally, like I think they went five or six times on fourth down. Jeez, like he like fourth and goal, like fourth and three, fourth and four. It just kept going. Doesn't trust their special teams apparently. Well, they weren't. They probably should kick the field goal on the fourth and goal, but I don't know. It seemed like they were pretty cautious around play calling with Lance, which I'm not surprised. Um, but at the same time, you, you're going to have to let him rip it sometime at some point. All these, all those quarterback design runs are great, but you got to let him throw the ball. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we got the Cowboys just taking it to the Giants. The Giants got so banged up. Dude. Jones got concussed. Barkley's ankle turned sideways. Uh, Kenny Galladay got her in the same half. That was, I mean, they're top three players offensively. I mean, that's that's just a, a gut punch. But that, listen, you know what, I, dude? This is the analytics nerds getting the revenge on Joe Judge. Okay, so you you beat us. You you, you shoved the, the analytics nerds in a locker. This man clearly never saw revenge in the nerds. They took out his entire offense. Listen, they they had no business. Um, oh wow, we'll talk. Uh, I just saw some, uh, but uh, yeah, they had no business running a a boot a quarterback bootleg on the goal line with Daniel Jones. Like there was no reason to do that. But he also can't take those hits. He no, can't. he just can't. Barkley was just unfortunate. He literally just stepped on someone's foot. It it just sucks. He can't catch a break. No, he really can't. And then the Sunday nighter, this game wrapped up about 12 minutes before we went live. Um, yeah, that delay was crazy. Yeah. I, I, you know, I checked in at halftime, and by the time I went to bed, it still hadn't come back from its delay. Bills dominated that game from start they to really finish. They really did. Uh, you know what? Credit to the Steelers. They've woken up the Bills. The Bills are pissed off. Josh Allen's able to dominate the, the Kansas City defense. And his his passing accuracy has been very iffy this year, man. Yeah, I mean, he, he had all the big plays. All, yeah. I mean, 15 to 26, 315 and three touchdowns. Dawson Knox had, had three catches for 117 and a touchdown. Stephon Diggs had a good game. Yeah, it, it was just – I mean – we should have. We knew that the Bills' offense was going to score. I picked the Bills in this game, man. We knew the Bills' offense was going to score, but good lord, their defense is serious. Greg Dude, Rousseau the, the, the Chiefs, looks good. The um, Chiefs' defense got broken in that Super Bowl, man. They got the blueprint on how to stop them. You play cover two and force them to throw it short, make them beat you in the short game. No, 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 no. The, the Chiefs' defense. Oh, oh, I thought you were talking about the offense. Yeah, defense. No, no, no. They were just never good, to be honest. They they had a pass rush that's what helped them, but the secondary they haven't. I mean, they're throwing out Daniel Sorensen every week. Like, and I'd like to on, know why. Man. I'd come like to know on. why he's bad. Every game he gives up a long touchdown, and and yesterday was no different. He, or Sunday night was no different. He gave up a long Dawson Knox touchdown because he just stopped playing defense. I mean, I don't, I don't know, man. The Chiefs are in, are in major trouble, I think. 
two and they're three. They're in major trouble. And, and you know what? I'm taking a look at the Chiefs' schedule coming up. They've got Washington, the Titans on the road, the Giants, the Packers, their next four. That Packers game can get also a game that could get ugly. There's there's like two wins. There's maybe two wins in there. I don't know, man. They, we might be talking about them as a, a 70, which honestly like I did not see coming. I, I didn't, I didn't see I didn't see all. coming, but also like I, I kinda don't want that. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, if I'm a if I'm a two seed, like I don't want to play. I don't want to play the Chiefs. You know, even if you have a, I mean, unless you're like the Bills or somebody like that. Like, if I was somebody like the Ravens or uh, somebody like that, I would be Chargers. very worried. Yeah, I would be worried. But, but also, uh, while we were talking about the Steelers, apparently Juju Smith Schuster is out for the season with a shoulder injury. Yeah. So. That's that's there, a tough blow. Is there anything else you want us to talk about before we get on out of here? Uh, I don't think so, man. Nah, I'm I'm good. I think good weekend of football. Can't complain. Um, and it's definitely going to be interesting to watch how things unfold uh, over the course of the season, especially NFL. It's, it's been a ton of parody, so I think we're going to get some more upsets. Same with college football. Um, but it, it'll be fun to continue to watch. All right, guys. Well, that's going to do it for today. As always, you can find me on Twitter at MikeH underscore draft. You can follow Devin on Twitter at RealD underscore Jackson. Follow Nick on Twitter at PriceJack3. Follow the show on Twitter at BigShotsPod. Follow our work over at Blue Chip Scouting. Follow Blue Chip Scouting on Twitter at Blue Chip Scout. Buy the merch. Follow Devin and Nick with their work over at RiseAndDraft.com as well. And we will see you guys on Friday.